What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling. Let's start off with business, with making sure that you are following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dabbling Dribbling, and that you are subscribed, that you are rating us, that you are commenting, sliding into our DMs, all those wonderful things, uh, wherever you listen to us on our podcasts, whether it be Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Let's get into what we talked about. We talked in our Dabbling section about a lot of different things. We delved into the sexiest man alive, Idris Elba. Fine as hell. Um, then we dive into just some acknowledgments of Stan Lee, paying our respects. Um, and then uh, we talked about the elections a little bit, too, like for like a hot second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kind of dove right into uh, some good news, some life being brought into the world, but with uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union, yeah. which is like super lovely. So really quick episode on the dabbling end because, you know, there's there's a lot of good stuff happening, mm-hmm. mostly, um, mostly at least. So, mm-hmm. but then what do we talk about in our dribbling section, Alex? We got straight into Jimmy's new home in Philadelphia. Yes. Jimmy Butler finally going Jimmy somewhere. Uh, meanwhile, the team he left behind, Minnesota T-Wolves, Derrick Rose is doing amazing still. Looking consistent and like he's an MVP. But we're so excited. Uh, KD and Draymond and Golden State. <laughs> what is that about? Woo, we dive into that. A lot of feelings. When we go into that, we really delve into like relationships in general. Right. And just when you really burn bridges. Yeah. It's a, a constipation of the heart, one may say. I. That's where we go with it. Yeah. Hence the title of this track. <laughs> I hope you'll, you'll follow us on that analogy. Yeah. Um, and then the Lakers are looking better than they were, while Melo, no one has seen him. Yeah. And, you know, give Melo a job. Please. Because... What is happening? Don't do mellow like that. Yeah, it's not right. It's not right. Um, And our dope people are super fun. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Big fans of both. So um, make sure you check us out because I promise you it's worth it. It's worth your time. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the show. All right. Let's Let's do do it. it. Folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is episode number 60. That's pretty awesome. Six zero. Okay, Six cool. Six zero. We did we did good. Alright. Um, how are you doing, friend? I'm doing grand. Thank yeah. you for asking. How are you? Man, killing it. Yeah, you are. Something like that, you know? Making moves out here. I don't know about all the moves, but making some. Okay. Making some moves. Yeah, things are good. Just um, I feel like I'm excited for the break that we're going to be hopefully having next week with the Thanksgivingness happening. I mean, what do you mean hopefully? I feel well, like it's I mean, pretty, like, you it's know, scheduled. It's, yes, it's scheduled, but like hope, I hope my body takes that break. Like I actually hope that I like rest and like yeah. don't overeat <laughs> and you know, be good to my body. <laughs> An overeating thing is always a trap. It, it really is. Don't don't let that itis get you, folks. Yeah, man, it's super real. Because that would totally get me. That might that might be a factor. Yeah. So, Ooh. but hopefully we'll do friendsgiving next week. That'd be dope. Because you know why not? We've done this a couple years uh, in the past. We skipped some years. Yes. But now it looks like we're on track to have another friendsgiving. Us yes. and. and a few, a of, few our, of our closest. It's going to be very exclusive. Mm-hmm. Super exclusive. You, you get it. You get an evite. Uh-huh. And then a, a homing pigeon. Right. To their door. And then there's a text message <clears throat> with a code. Yeah. 
and a, and a link to a website that has another code that you need to have to, in order to enter the space. If friends don't get all of these, you then you're not they're invited. not invited. Absolutely. This is, so watch your doorstep, <laughs> watch your phone, look for those things in a, in a neighborhood near you. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, life is good. I'm just kind of like getting through it. You know, we're, working education means like, you know, that we're like towards the end of the semester, like dealing with just things. So. I apologize to anyone listening who does not think in terms of semesters. Literally, I've only thought of this is a semester since I was in grade school. <laughs> this is this is life. This yeah. is the 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 job. Um, but also, can we talk about how it's November and snow is supposed to happen tomorrow? Yeah. First of all, I'm in complete denial about that. Um, can we- t- Today I went to one of our meetings with like a light jacket. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a this is a bad decision because it is butt cold outside. And I came home. Should have read the news, buddy. By by the way, I knew it was like only thirty degrees outside. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. But I still chose to go. Like, I'm. It's like Brian's an idiot. It's like I'm a Chicagoan. You were you were I in denial. Do this. You were yeah, in denial. Hundred percent in denial. And we that, always forget how cold forty is, right? And also how cold fifty is, right? Until it, it tests us a couple times. Yeah, because like fifty, I still am good. Forty, I'm still good. But third, like today's thirty, I was like, yeah. it's cold. <laughs> I was like, ooh, it's cold. That's freezing, you know? Yeah, it's, that's. How, that's water freezes at, at 30 uh, degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> I'm overly cautious of anything. When I see it gets to 45, I'm like, oh man, I might want to bust out for like the parka. You know? So that's so what I ended up doing. I had to come back because Wrigley had a his annual vet appointment. Mm-hmm. He's very healthy, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you. He also lost some weight in a good way. Okay. Like, that's a good thing. Was he now 10 pounds? He's 14.14 pounds. It's very adorable. I don't know, dog weight. It's Do pounds work in the same way as dog years? No. Pounds work as pounds. Same as human pounds? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you for not judging me. No, of course not. It's good. It's knowledge not like is power. Half, it's not like half a pound. Like one pound of dog <laughs> is actually half a pound of human. No, it's just regular So I could be stuff. like, I weigh X number of dog pounds. Yeah. That would be actually kind of funny, but it's not how it works. Okay. I just say I, like, I weigh like, you know, like five Five Wrigley's or something like that. Five Wrigley's. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's so, cool. Like, that's I, a good. I metric. feel like I like that. If we just want to say fifteen pounds equals like, mm-hmm. like what a dog pound is or that's something. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so I came home to like quickly eat lunch and take care of some stuff in the office, and then I literally changed into like my big winter jacket because I was like, I'm actually cold. Yeah. With a scarf and my gloves and all it's those the worst. things. It's the worst because you don't know what combination to do. Right. You walk out the door, you know a number is on your phone. It says 42. Right. And you're like, that's 10 away from freezing. Right. What is it? I always forget. Is it like, it's like do 12 I, away am from I really cold at freezing or am I more cold at like, is it really 28 that's the problem? Right. And that's when I bust out the sweater coat combination. Right. Or is it 32 when I need to do sweater and uh, a coat, but a lighter coat, right? Or is it at thirty-five, no sweater, and it's a it's a button-down shirt, but it has a pea coat on it. Mm-hmm. I always forget which combination suits <laughs> right. the right temperature, right? And I, so I'm walking down the street like, like sweating, a <laughs> sweating through my shirt, like my pits are just like having a like. Thank God you only wear white shirts, like. Black or white shirts, right? Because you don't you don't do color in your in your yeah. Wardrobe. I mean, you won't see the pit stains right away, but, but like eventually, eventually <laughs> you're gonna be like a huge yellow uh, yucky stain on there, and then that it's gonna be like yeah, it's disgusting. You're like, oh god, I'm sweating inside this coat. But then you take the coat off, 
and you're like walking outside with no coat on and you're thinking this also is inappropriate you're right none of no, nothing is helpful it's a hard time but i'll figure it out sooner once you it gets are. consistently cold i'll be fine well i also am like it's also jarring because we've fallen back and it's starting to get dark at mm-hmm. like 4 35 and i'm just like we just fell back one hour how is it so dark so quickly I don't know how it things all sorcery. It's I'm all just, sorcery. You know what I'm pissed about? These sweaters of mine that mm-hmm. consistently shrink every year. I wash. They'll be fine mm-hmm. for like, I don't know, 30 loads. Mm-hmm. And then one load, same practice. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? We're going to go a little smaller. I'm like, man, I can't. I can't, or the neck doesn't go small, mm-hmm. but the rest of the sweater mm-hmm. gets a little. So you get a little midriff situation. Yeah, but then the neck. Maybe is it's all... not the sweater. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you gained a few pounds. Is that is that it? Did you? You know what? I would feel fine <laughs> copying to that if that were the case. It's not that. It's consistent. I, I was gonna be like, I was be like, Alex, you'd be a little fat. Lately. I'd be totally, fi- I'd be totally fine letting you know. But it, according to my, by the scale, way, I am not fat shaming Alex. Alex, you look wonderful. You can hear it in my voice on the podcast. That your 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 voice is cracking. You're crying a little bit. <laughs> no, you can hear my weight. It's oh. still the same as it was when we started this podcast. So. Uh, no, but these sweaters yeah. though, I, I go through. I'll have. I'm a minimalist, right. or at least I consider myself. So you, you maybe are. Extremists might say otherwise. Right. I have five sweaters. Three of them are non-usable anymore. Oh they my just god! Cannot, I just don't consider Do, them sweaters. Should at this I be point. getting you a sweater for Christmas? No, I don't give you. But I, what it makes me. What's your size? Uh, Everyone said in a sweater, I wear a large. Okay. But. I think I'm gonna go back to thrifting again. Oh yeah, because I used I'll to. With you. Okay, let's do that. I love because I that. miss doing yeah. the thrifting and finding a good, a good, a good find. deal. Yeah, yeah, because I know I what I'm that. looking for. It's yeah. on a grayscale. Mm-hmm. It has to be a sweater, and if it shrinks, I won't care because it was three dollars. Yeah, my cashmere sweater that everyone loves. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, that was four dollars. Oh, that's nice. I've outgrown it though. Okay. I did get larger. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You did get larger since then. Yeah, that one. But you beefed up. It's all that. It's that vegan diet. It's that vegan. It's all those beans and lentils. So you're just farting your way through, like life. Oh man, the, the fiber. Is just, <laughs> my doctor loves me. It's like you are. You are healthy fibrous. as an ox. Yeah, I love it. Love it. So we'll go thrifting sometimes. Yes, yeah, so let's do that. I haven't. I haven't really bought clothes in a while, and because I. Cause I I've also realized, like, I just like simple stuff. Like, I'll do pops of color here and there in my uh-huh. clothing. Um, but I'm also just, like, super low maintenance. Like, I just mm-hmm. like things simple. It doesn't have, like, I don't need designer crap. Like, I, I just, like, that's a me thing. But I also have, like, been, I, I, I live around people and yeah. have people in my life that are much more fashion forward. Well, you're just and across just, like, from Soho here. Right. And we like literally. I, well, I look like a scrub. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, we look. I, I, okay, no, you. We look, look destitute. Yeah, we look like we don't have a home. We are or... serfs, plebeians. <laughs> just are, pathetic. We, yeah, we are lesser mortals by their standards. Yeah, I don't understand. You know, I saw an advertisement the other day that mm-hmm. was a guy in a fashion advertisement wearing a nice coat. Right. The whole look and everything, and he's standing in front of this corner, which I believe was green, and. Uh, I forget spring maybe green okay. and spring. Oh, okay. And um, it's right there where that um, house is for Donald Judd, the artist. He has a house that his son runs. Okay. Anyway, it's there, and I noticed the building before I saw the model in the advertisement. Right. I was like, oh, I know that corner. The idea 
They've walked through. I used to look at an advertisement like that with the cobblestone streets and right. the nice architecture. Very Soho. I was like, Soho. Oh. oh my God, New York is where it's all at. Now I live here, and when I walk through that neighborhood and I see people doing the shoots, and I watch them. I'm okay, one of those people. It's that, like do another one. Okay, let's go back and let's try that again. Okay, hold that pose. It's right. very manufactured. Right. No, of course. It's like this is. The, you don't see them clothes pinning the person's jacket behind them. Right, like, yeah. Like, you don't see, you the, don't see yeah, how totally. the sausage is made. It's not that attractive. Nope. I'm like, that thing goes out of fashion in three months. How much are you going to pay for that? Yeah, seriously. Anyway, um, I look like straight I mean, out of the old Navy ad. I mean, you you simple you simple as F. I am like Janelle Monet before Janelle, before, like, Hidden Figures. There's a black and white color scheme. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm like, Janelle is fashion. Even, like, before that was, like, well, super Well, yeah, fashionable. but it was all black and white. Yeah, but I still, don't have looks, that still look chic as yeah, fuck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I am Janelle Monet when they had the Dementors and Big Boy in the first video you saw. Got it, 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 got it. Well, I'm just literally, if, if I look any good, it's probably because my sister Reba helped me pick out that outfit. Oh, shout out to Reba. Reba's always, she's the goat. Props. Always the goat. Um, let's go talk about some stuff. All right. Um, so elections happened last week, mm-hmm. and results came in. Uh, the Democrats took the House marginally, mm-hmm. but they took the House, mm-hmm. um, and the Senate is still with the Republicans, unfortunately. Um, and a lot of races that we wanted to win, we didn't win, and there's still some runoffs and. Things of and recounts that are happening in Georgia and Florida. So, if you live in those places, we hope that you are out there making sure that every vote counts because it's super important that we make sure every vote counts because there's been a lot of um, election suppression, like voter suppression. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really have nothing else to say other than that, just because I think it's important for us to make sure that we're counting the votes and that we're being civically minded and that, you know that the right people who are more than qualified win the job, like get the job, not the one that's averagely mediocre and white. Mm, yeah, I, I <laughs> that's second all. that. I support, <laughs> that's all. I support that sentiment. Uh, that's all I have to say. Um, we should, I feel like we should jump to the Instagram post that was the popular vote versus the electoral vote. Yes. You want to introduce yes, that? Yes, let's, let's definitely this is, introduce This is your territory, I okay. feel. Okay, let me... I I really appreciate that you gave this to me. Um, I, it's only right. It's it's only right. Um, I think th- uh, folks who have been listening to the cast know that um, Idris Elba is my number one man mm-hmm. of my dreams. Mm-hmm. I also recognize that sometimes he should just be at like a negative one because like even if I like met mm-hmm. him, I'm just going to pass out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, it's almost a bad thing. It's it's almost yes, it's almost as though it is a bad Did thing. Did you see that Instagram post he he put out there with like his thoughts on energy and people, and he was wearing a do rag? No, but my God, I'll find it for you. <laughs> That's amazing. It was good. Um, so People Magazine finally listened to the people and made Idris Elba the sexiest man alive. And, of course, Idris, being the dope, wonderful human person that he is, posted about this the Monday before election mm. and was like, who you, who'd have thought it 
thank you people and and at all the fans for uh naming me sexiest man alive don't forget to grab your issue this week link in bio i'm honored and thankful but what's even more important is that your vote in the midterm elections your vote can make a difference he's not american he could be a citizen he could have been naturalized like i was i don't think he is let me double check i'm gonna look this up yeah who knows but he looks sexy af yeah like he just looks just super casual whatever and then um my girl phoebe from two dope queens um had the best caption in all of the land i'm going to read it because it's important dear at idris alba you are messy as hell to post this scrum 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 tissueness I don't know. It, basically, she's saying he was he was scrumptious on the crisp ass beginning of election day. I'm trying to focus on the midterms, and you over here dressed like you about to do some spoken word over here. Dress like <laughs> dress like you're doing spoken word poetry, and call me your queen before you go to work at the local library. You over here about at to the ha- local library. <laughs> you over here about to have me make my boyfriend shop at Eddie Bauer so he can dress like responsibility and early 90s romantic oh comedies. God. You over here looking Jesus. Black History oh. Black History Month trying to get me pregnant by the second even of the second evening of Kwanzaa. My In God. short, it is extremely disrespectful to have my loins stand at a, a trench 10 minutes after midnight. I'm trying to sleep. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> but also, thank you for your service. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god this guy is too much no that's what i'm saying and He's- so phoebe i think you know exemplifies what every woman in in america was thinking because yeah. we were like how dare you yeah. post this before like i i'm trying to you, concentrate you, you sick sick man you sick motherfucker <laughs> how dare you he's, he's british still he could be British and... No, he's a British actor. He's still nationally British. He doesn't have nationality here. Okay, no but, dual citizenship. Still, but still cool that he cares. Anyway, but then there was a post, uh, a meme, about the Electoral College versus the popular vo- vote, meaning, la- I believe last year's Sexiest Man Alive was Blake Shelton, the country mm-hmm. singer, was. voice judge, and people were kind of perplexed by that. Like, I mean, he's attractive, but Sexiest Man Alive? I mean... Sure, I guess. So he was the Electoral College, and the popular vote was Idris Elba. And I just very much enjoyed that. If you didn't, yeah. You know, the Electoral College is shit. (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't get that, it means the Electoral College needs to be revised. Or maybe just like removed. It's it's maybe a poor reflection of everyone's general sentiment toward elections. Right. Absolutely. I've never. And twice in my life, I've lost an election to the Electoral College. Yes. Yeah. I voted with the popular vote, right. but I've lost because of the Electoral College. Yep. And that was a provision set Wait, in place. Wait, hold on. Do you vote during Al Gore's time? <sighs> no. You know what? I'm you, not that old. I was like, we didn't. I we felt were, it so we were, deeply. Yeah, we were 12 or 13 years old like when I that voted. happened. I probably mock voted in my school, and I felt like it counted. I didn't. Yeah. I, I, we did mock, uh, mock It sure voting. felt real. It really did. That hanging Chad. Hanging Chad. Anywho. Where is that guy? Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, so Idris is sexiest man alive. We need to, we need to redo the Electoral College. Absolutely. But, uh, but and I will all the say, gerrymandering. But I will say, if I lived in a state that was so small mm-hmm. that I knew I was going to get walked over by New York all the time. Right. 
then my three electoral college votes matter a great deal because it's disproportionate to our size. Sure. That's like a mighty three votes. Right. So I... Like, I get it, but I think there's other ways to do it. Like what? I don't know. I'm I'm not smart enough to figure that out. There's others (laughs) out there. And you know what? I'm going to give it to them. I'm very good about, you know, distributing, you know, responsibilities to people who are good at doing those responsibilities. Anywho, back to this. So the election still happened. At least we have the sexiest man alive as who we wanted it to be. Damn right. He should run in 2020. I don't think he can because he wasn't born here. We need to change that on the books. (laughs) We need to amend something to figure that out. That would be great. I have a friend who was born in London, Mm -hmm. lived there two weeks after birth. Uh Uh-huh. Could not run for president. Wait, born in London. Uh Uh-huh. And then two weeks after. Two weeks later, the family moved to the United States. And cannot run for. Yes. Yeah. Sucks that's, to suck. That's, that's a bad law. That's a, I, when you I don't think disagree. About a, when you think about I would a, like to run and I can't. When you think about a baby who was born and then a couple days later comes to the United States and you think, oh, you, but you know what? You're not, you're not real. You don't. Your you colors mean, run. Your colors run, okay? These colors don't run. You're, you're, you're a colonist. And you're like, you know. So are you. I feel like George Washington was British. <laughs> I wasn't feel like, he? Wasn't he? I think he and was. And then he They all were moved. British. They all were not from America. I don't understand. Just, just in case everybody forgot. Something to think about for later. Yeah. Um, to some sad news, um, Stan Lee, the... The, the grandfather of Marvel, the creator of Marvel, wouldn't that, wouldn't that what you call him? You're not saying I don't. Anything. I don't know if it was the creator or I don't know what his title was. I just knew he was a kick-ass comic book artist. Right. Um, and I believe he did DC, didn't he? I thought no, he did Marvel and DC. No, oh, okay. Because he did X Men, all of Spider-Man. all of the Mar- Spider Man, all of them. Wait, wait, no, it's Marvel. No. It's only Marvel. He only did yeah. Marvel. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just Marvel. Marvel. It's just Marvel. Yeah, not DC, because DC yeah, yeah. is Superman and, and Batman yes. and stuff. Yes. No. He only did Marvel. But sadly, Stan Lee passed away at the age of 95 um, this past week. Super, super sad. Um, I was reading up on some stuff of him lately, just because, you know, people were talking about it. And apparently, there was a lot, he was dealing with a lot of elder abuse from his children. Um, like wanting money, like his money and all these different things. I don't like know the details of it, but um, that one that's like super duper sad. Um, but then I was like talking to a friend of mine about how, like, there's if you believe in heaven and hell, um, there's a special place in hell for people who are mean and cruel to animals, children, and elders and the disabled. There's a very special place in hell for them that is, like, torturous in my eyes. It has to be. Seems like you have more details on this place. I don't. (laughs) But I I just, I would imagine it would be terrible. But super sad that Stanley died. I feel like it was, like, super, um, kind of, like, I was, like, genuinely sad about it because he has clearly made lots of cameos in a lot of the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. He's made a cameo in every Marvel movie for the for our present modern day marvel movies and apparently he did make an appearance on and filmed his appearance for the the next avengers movie that's happening that's incredible 
So still super sad. And obviously it's going to be dedicated to him. And of course I'm going to cry because I care more about that apparently than most other things. It's amazing. I'm looking through (laughs) some of these photos of him as an older celebrity Mm -hmm. and these people who are cosplay. Right. Like people are just wearing the characters that he created. He's like, man, I sat down to a table and took something out of my head, put it down on paper, and these people are walking around dressed like that thing. Can you imagine how surreal that is? I would, I mean, I feel that way if someone like sings a song I wrote. So like, you know, like I feel that, or like reads a poem, like just reads a poem that I wrote. And I'm just like, oh. You made a character that other people identify with. Yeah. And they seek to embody that character Mm -hmm. that they are oh my god that's wild you are whatever you think as an artist if you're a comic book artist and you think you're just making a character and a a narrative and a story yeah it means so much to people i hope toward much of if not the end of his life all of it he recognized the value he was bringing to people yeah i hope so i really hope he does i mean he lived a very long life and so 95 is you know no chump change in living. Seriously. So, yeah, good for him for that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before the last thing? No, I'm good. Because that it. last thing is super wonderful. Okay. So, I'm a big fan of Dwayne uh, um, and Gabby. Don't do not do his name like it's spelled. His name is Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <sighs> his mother made him... I won't call it a mistake. His mother made a choice. His name is Dwayne. Yeah. We're talking about Dwayne Wade, spelled D-W-Y-A-N-E, which is why anybody who Google searches him right now, it's going to say, do you mean... Do you mean Dwayne? Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade. Okay, anyway, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, one of my fave couples. Um, they're pretty like public in, what is what does Dwayne do uh Dwayne is a basketball player he is finishing up his last season in the NBA season number 19 oh no no it's 16 16, 16. Mm-hmm. it's 16 because mm-hmm. he, he came in with LeBron that's how I measure everything. yes yes you're right I don't know why I thought it was 19 wow wild anyway uh, uh season 16 with uh, the Miami Heat he mm-hmm. did a little stint one one little stint in in Chicago and then a little bit uh, in Cleveland last year, and then he came right back home, and is doing his uh, his farewell tour, yeah. as one may say. Um, so he's a great basketball player. Um, he uh, Chicago's very own Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, was married to I think his high school sweetheart for a while, and had two kids with mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely cheated on her, and with Gabrielle Union um, is what we is what the, the is allegations. That confirmed? It's pretty confirmed. Yes. She's a homewrecker. I mean, that's what people called her for a long time, which is like wow. really, but nah. but it's I, also like, did she wreck the home? Well, Maybe Dwayne. yes, but Dwayne also made a choice to sleep with someone that wasn't his wife. And we don't know if they were like separated or exactly or whatever. So these, we don't. So know these are all assumptions we're making. And you know what? And monogamy is suspect. So says I. <laughs> Topic for another day. <laughs> oh, monogamy. Anyway, I'm not going to, I just looked out into the distance, but I'm just going to come back to this conversation. What about Gabrielle? What does Um, she do? So Gabrielle Union is uh, known for her uh, acting abilities. Uh, She was part of the original Bring It On, uh, Toros Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. versus the Clovers. You're asking the wrong guy. 
Uh, Never I have I ever seen that movie, but I know she's a great cheerleader. She's a great cheerleader in it. She was older than everybody in that movie, but still you look can't like, tell. But you can't tell because you know what? She could be wearing that outfit right now, and she would still look like she's in high yeah. school because that girl is flawless. Kept it together. My God, that black don't crack. She is beautiful. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I follow both of them on Instagram and I was looking at a picture and it was just, so anyway, they got, eventually Dwayne and Gabby got married. Um, well, before they got married, they like separated for some time. And when they separated, Dwayne Wade got some other girl pregnant. So mm-hmm. that was kind of hard, um, in their relationship. They eventually got back together, got married, and now they kind of live this like life like raising Dwayne's kids and he, she raises them as their own. Like she works out with them. Um, she's just, she's like her fitness game is like goals. Like every time I see her work out, I'm like, I'm going to go work out right now. Nice. She's very cool like that. It's like her and JLo and Beyonce are like goals mm. fitness wise in my eyes. Um, just beautiful, beautiful women. Anyway, so, and she's been really open about her struggles with getting pregnant, and uh, which is super important because women don't talk about miscarriages that they have uh, or just struggles of like just conceiving, period, especially as they get older or even if they're, you know, of like the bearing age of children. Um, there's women just don't talk about it. And she openly talked about it in her book that she, that came out about the miscarriages she had, um, the effect that Dwayne cheating on her slash having another child out, you know, without her, you know, that sucks. Right. Like, like, can you imagine have your husband or your partner in life got some other girl pregnant, but you can't get pregnant with him. Like that's super difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my God. That would it's, it's hard. It's so, so, so hard. And so with all of that being said, um, all of a sudden I saw on Instagram this post of her in like a, a hospital gown with like a baby. And I was just like, whose kid is that? I was like, whose kid is that? She's not pregnant unless she, she's so fit that like I didn't realize she was nine months pregnant because, you know, she's wearing like bras and like leggings in her workout. So I'm just like, wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was so confused by all of it. And then you read the caption in both in both Dwayne and uh, Gabrielle Union's Instagram, and you find out that they had a baby girl through surrogacy. Aww. So huge congrats to the both of them. Um, and for Gabby, it's going to be such a dope mom. Um, yeah, she is. Because she's ta- very openly talked about, you know, the conversations you know, Dwayne, Dwayne's former wife, um, ex-wife, and she has had with the boys about being black and being black in America and the things that they need to do and like making sure they come home at a certain time so they don't get killed, like all those different kinds of things, you know, living in Miami. Um, so just really huge congrats to that beautiful couple. That's awesome. That's a really sweet note. Yeah. And I have some other thoughts, but other Wait, than that. what are those? But it'll be, just... it'll be in my dope person. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll make more sense, guys. Just So stick around. Cool. All, All right. right. Anything else you want to touch on before we move on to... Because we got some ball stuff to talk about. There's some ball things happening. No, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do this. All right, mm-hmm. let's, let's keep it moving. All right, it is time to talk about our favorite subject, basketball. Wah, 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 wah. Hoops. hoops. Let's go. Hoops. 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 Lots of things have been happening. Tons. Tons. Do you want to start with the Jimmy news and work our way down? So excited. All right. Jimmy. Let's, talk, let's talk about Jimmy. What's who? Who's Jimmy? My boy Jimmy? Jimmy Butler. Your My guy. Boy. Straight My boy. out of Straight out of Chicago. 
with the Bulls for X number of years before he got traded two years ago. Well, last year. Last year, midway through the year, he got traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Recruited, taken on by his former coach, Tom Thibodeau. Coach T. Because, long story short, Jimmy wasn't getting along with the new coach in Mm -hmm. Chicago, Fred Hoiberg. Someone had to go. And, and it was so going to be Butler. They kicked, surprisingly, they were like, oh, Jimmy's our franchise player, but he, mm. we could do without him. Hoiberg, you're our guy. Because Bulls management makes excellent decisions. So that, they, The sarcasm in your voice was um, unnecessary. There wasn't sarcasm. There was a lot of sarcasm. I felt it, a whole lot of it disrespect. It seems like they've been good since... Since when? 80, <laughs> 98. I can't stand you. Ish. <laughs> so Jimmy got sent to Minnesota where Tom Thibodeau said, I'm so happy to have you back, Jimmy. You're on the team. Right. And he's like, yeah, that was a very quick change. And I don't know how I feel about Minneapolis, but okay, we'll do we'll this. We'll make it. Yeah. And then this season has not gone according to plan because before the season started, Jimmy already put out the message to the world that, hey, I really not don't happy. like yep. my teammates here. Yep. The best teammates on my team aren't even that good. Newsflash. That's insider information. Everyone's like, they're not. Because up to that point, people thought Kat and Wiggins were like, okay, teammates. Kat at least had a bright future. Kat, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. And, that's that's who Kat is. And Andrew Wiggins, a former number one pick, he gets you somewhere, but he got a max contract over the summer. Mm-hmm. And Kat stood to get his money very soon, which he did recently. Right. So Jimmy said, get me out of here. And so... This week, Minnesota, after a long, tense relationship, finally traded him to the 76ers. The 70s. Philadelphia. That, for me, that was wild. Is it a one-year contract? It's like a one-year sitch? I believe his contract ends at the end of this year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you had so to trade him somewhere, somewhere where he else. could stay. Yeah. That was the risk. Yeah. You got to believe that he's going to stay with you. Right. So, so, I mean, he has potentially better players around him mm-hmm. with the with the Joel with the Ben Simmons Ben Simmons and the other guy uh oh, I can't who's think of the his other name. guy well it's mostly jo- Joel and Ben Simmons is the Embiid and Simmons yeah. are the two that you know could, you need the three key players to be able to mesh with each other right so hopefully they do that and get some W's. It'll that's gonna be an interesting team to watch. So he just like I think he just his first game is gonna be like either today or tomorrow. It's or something tonight. Like. Is it tonight? Yeah, this is we're recording this on Wednesday. Right. The fourteenth. So he's playing tonight. All right, let's see. But I'm kind of excited for what that's gonna look like. This is the most exciting team in the East at this point. Yeah. Cause I mean, the the Celtics, they look good. It looks fine. They're struggling more than they were last year. Sure, but like, it's also like Don't we're what we're we're like what ten ten to anywhere between like twelve games in. Yeah, we're like twelve. No, we're fifteen games in. I think fifteen. So anyway, so we're like fifteen games in. There's still a lot of basketball left to be played. At least sixty five games. Right. So we have a lot of basketball. So they they right. can still make it work, and they they will have times that they're not going to do well. Yeah, and, and that's what LeBron said recently when he when the Lakers lost against the Hawks. No, no, they beat the Hawks. Who did they lose against? They lost against a number of teams, but something somewhere recently he they lost and 
you know, LeBron's like, you know, I had to remind myself like why I came here, like knowing that it's going to be a struggle, that it's going to take some time to get to like the W's, like, mm-hmm. you know, consistent W's. And I'm just like, yeah, it's going to like just with like with them, it's going to take time to like figure out how this how the three of them are going to mesh. Oh, yeah. Because Joel is a personality. You know, Ben doesn't really like he has a personality, but like, is he a leader? Or no. No, no, he's not. He's more of like a I'll date a Kardashian and not know how to shoot, shoot from the three point line. But at all, I have an Australian accent though. He barely has an Australian accent now. I know he needs to bolster that because because like, that would just make you hotter. I mean, I mean, he's very good looking. He's very yeah, cute for sure. Very cute. I'm not going to call him hot, but, but that would make him hot. That's interesting. That do you think Jimmy's going to get along well with them? Because he just came from a situation where his center. And we'll call Ben Simmons a small forward because of yeah. his size. But they didn't get along because they didn't have that fire. Well, according to Joel, like, we, they all had, like, that Mamba mentality of, like, we win, we need to win games. And we were pissed when we don't. We'll see. Again, talk talk is cheap. Show it in the court. Do Show you think Jimmy wax. Butler's a bad teammate? Based no. on his last years in Chicago, his recent stint in Minnesota. I mean, one would say he seems to be the common denominator of the problems that he's having, right? Like, it's all the same. That's what I would normally say. I just think he thinks like Kobe. I think he is a, when I don't win, I'm pissed. And I, I'm i in the face of the person that gave us, is the reason why we don't win. Oh, you had an air ball? You're in the fucking NBA. You don't do air balls. Are you crying? Are you crying? I'm right? crying in basketball. Um, so he's, you know, he's intense in that, like he he's there to win, and like yeah. that's all he thinks about. Does that make him a bad teammate? Maybe to people who have feelings about it. Hmm. You know, if you are also subscribed to like we need to win games, and if it's my fault, I need to own up to it and get better for the next thing. You do that. I don't know. Was Kobe a bad teammate? Yeah. Was was Michael a bad teammate? Yeah. A lot of greats are bad teammates. <laughs> All right. Am I... Do I do I agree to that? No, I think you could be a LeBron and be a good teammate and help and bolster and, like, bring your people up. Mm. But that's just me. Uh-huh. I'm All also right. saying this about my boy Jimmy and my boy MJ. Uh-uh. Kobe's not really my boy. You know, rape allegations and all. It's not even an allegation, but, you know. Oh, God. Just saying. Still, still happened. Still out there. Still, still happened. We never forget. <laughs> never forget. God. <laughs> oh, I forgot until you said that. Um, uh, okay. Well, I do I mean, like. Do you think? Do you think he's a bad teammate? Um, I, I'm all about shades of gray. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Perspective is whatever. Reality, yeah. So no, I think what was great is he has been consistent in how he talks about himself yeah when people ask him how he is as a person he's like i'm a guy who plays dominoes and cards and, and drinks wine with dwayne wade and yeah, lebron james i drink wine um <laughs> i still like country music and other than that i just play basketball and i really care about yeah, winning. he does like country music that's yeah. weird i mean not weird but like he drives a minivan he's like i drive a minivan you'll see that rolling around that's funny he drives a minivan he's like no he he's just he says i'm not the fastest guy I'm not the best shooter. I'm not the most powerful guy, but I outwork pretty much everyone. Mm. I'll get in earlier than most guys. I'll leave later than most guys. And I expect a lot. 
again, that is a that is Mamba mentality. That is yeah. literally what Le, that what Kobe did yeah. all the time. He does not he does not waver. And I have noticed in the conference when they ask him stuff, mm-hmm. whether it's it was in passing mm-hmm. outside, he was in the car. A reporter stuck a microphone in, asked him some questions, and at the press conference when they ask him about, "Are you excited to play with Joel and Ben Simmons?" Mm-hmm. He doesn't directly say I'm excited or confident in what they are playing with these guys. He says, you know, we have some work to do. Right. And get the and so what stood out to you, uh, uh, Jimmy, about coming to Philadelphia and the culture here? He's like, well, I noticed, you know, you guys have a, a team that cares about defense and working hard. And I noticed Joel has his uh, social media game is something of a special art form. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and thinking around this, of, I'm sure he's not going to tell him not to be on social media. Right. But I wonder if Jimmy has drawn conclusions based on what he knows of Joel's presence on social media. Right. Plus Ben Simmons' inability to shoot a decent Anything. shot to save his life. Um, and him dating a Kardashian. Well, they're not dating any longer. Oh, they're done? Yeah. Okay, well that's fine. I don't so know. I don't know how like exclusive or public it was, but they were they were at least boinking. I wouldn't think. I don't know Ben very well. Do any of us? I think the most I've heard him talk is at like a couple of late night shows that he was doing, yeah. and then uh, the shop. I think he's working. The shop. I think he's working on developing his uh, voice. Yeah, he'll be he's, a leader later. He's, he's young. Yeah, he's got time. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be interesting well, to see. Well, I'm excited to see. When I say it's the most exciting team in the East, what I mean by that is I think Boston is maybe... But first of all, Toronto's the best team. Mm-hmm. Boston needs to figure itself out. But I still struggling. like the guys on that team a lot. And I think they have a special chemistry, a special recipe that can work. Right. If they can figure out how to integrate Gordon Hayward. We don't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. And you got so many assets. And the um, rising star that is Jason Tatum with like the with the Kyrie feelings. Well, here's the thing, Jason Tatum. They someone pointed this out recently. He played with he worked out with Kobe over the break. Mm-hmm. He's playing more ISO ball. Mm-hmm. He's out there because yep. I'm sure management says what is you're ISO a ball? star. Isolation ball when you're less concerned with moving the ball and passing it to teammates as a resource to score, and you're more thinking of with the ball in my hands this is the best chance to score. Um, also known as a ball hog. People seem to give him the license and the green light to go ahead and do it. I'm not saying that he doesn't have the license to do it. I'm just saying that's. I mean, that's what people said about the people in the streets. Kobe, <laughs> he's right. a ball hog. Right. Like, he doesn't know how to pass the ball. <laughs> Did you see that Instagram post where Jason Tatum's? Holding the ball, looking at Kobe, seemingly like in reference to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kobe's standing there looking at him, and Kobe's eyebrows are a little bit up, mm-hmm. like he's responding to him as, with a question. And it says, Tatum goes, So when I pass out of the double team, and Kobe goes, When you what? <laughs> <laughs> when, when you, you when you what? When you what? <laughs> Um, oh, sorry. I mean, it's the same, It's like the meme that I mentioned last week where, like, LeBron is throwing the ball yeah. to somebody and he's like, what is this thing that he keeps What's on he doing? doing? What's he doing? What what is is he, he, why is he passing so much? What, what is that? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, uh. Um, it'll be fun to see. Well, the we'll East, see. The East is getting interesting. We'll see if it makes a difference. Um, 
What's also interesting is uh, Jimmy Butler's former teammate, Derek Rose. Former teammate twice, both at the Bulls and the Timberwolves. 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 (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) Um, is doing really well. Um, Like consistently putting up, you know, uh, double doubles or triple doubles. Who is this? Derek Rose. Yes. Um, And so really happy for him. He just looks and feels more confident like the D Mm. Rose that we knew that we knew all he needed was 50 points and just the whole of nba being like we knew you had it in you yes i think that and i think that's we were just we were just talking about recently at work as well as just personally how it's so important for people to feel affirmed in the way that they want to feel affirmed right and i think for i think for d for d rose for derek to hear some of the greats Psychological, like just be like we're talking about the LeBrons, his teammates, fans being like, "No, you did it. We're so, we knew we, you had it in you. You right. did it." Right. Um, and so he was saying that he's feeling like his five to six year old, like six years ago self. You know, like yes, which is great to see. Um, Healthy the, the, and the, working hard. Yeah, he did tweak his ankle a little bit, but he was like back. Oh, of course, but that's that's what happened. So what he does, yeah. congrats to D Rose on that. Um. Can you explain to me what's going on in the Golden State Warriors? Like, apparently there's some drama with KD and Draymond, and Draymond was suspended because of, like, detriment to the team. Mm -hmm. Like, at first I'm like, did he Draymond someone in his team? Like, did he kick someone in the nuts? Right. Like, because that is, we have talked about Draymonding. Draymond groin. Draymond groin, yeah. Um, So, what is going on? Because I'm hearing things, but I don't know. So... Okay, what I know is that at the end of regulation time and during the forty, no, against the Clippers. Oh, was the Clippers? I thought it was the Hawks. That was the Lakers. Nah, this was against the Clippers. Okay, because homeboy, because homeboy, homeboy on that team of the Clippers came out of nowhere, surprising people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god, and the Clippers beat the Warriors. I just, I had to. Take a cold shower and figure out what was happening yeah, in the world. Yeah, because nothing made nothing, sense. I was like, nothing makes sense. The Republicans have the Senate and <laughs> the Clippers beat the Warriors. What's going on? So, um, anyway, Draymond, there's six seconds left in regulation. The clock is ticking down. Score is tied. You got to hit a shot or you're going to overtime. The ball comes off the opposing team's basket, which means the Warriors have six seconds to move the ball from one end of the court to the other to make a play. Draymond gets the rebound, and sensing the time is running out, he starts pushing the ball up the court. He's Absolutely, that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you what you do. And KD is under the basket, clapping, calling to Draymond for Being the ball. Like, I'm ready. Yeah, Steph Curry is not in the game. He's out for this game. So is he okay? Is he injured, or is I, he just he out? was just yeah he needed to rest uh, an injury, but okay. he'll be fine. He'll be back soon. So um, KD. Is like, come on, man. So Draymond's pushing it up to half court. KD, meanwhile, is still like angry and lagging behind. Draymond gets past midcourt. The Clippers zone in on him with defense. Draymond ends up losing the ball. KD is trailing behind there some ways away. Mm-hmm. And he's just salty as Cracker Jack. And then they go to the bench because that's the end he of regulation. Crocky. You just said salty as Cracker Jack. Yeah. That's the most Midwestern thing that you could have said in a long time. Uh, tarnation. <laughs> they uh, get back to the bench and they're about to go into overtime. They sit down on the benches and I have watched this footage multiple times. Draymond 
is lighting into Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant is sitting there shaking his head, making facial expressions, not looking at Draymond really, right. but they're both sitting on the bench, and Draymond is just ripping him. And we don't know what he's saying, but at some point, they have to be separated where KD starts drawing back at Draymond. Draymond is restrained by DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins. No, I think it's funny that... Boogie Cousins. I think it's... The Bug Bug. I, I think it's funny that Draymond has said publicly... He anticipates he and Drew, uh, DeMarcus Cousins will, will have beef. Yeah, because they they're, they're will, both instigators yeah. in a lot of ways. He's like, yeah. we're, we're big personalities and we'll go at each other and it doesn't matter because then we'll just suit up, go into battle and, and destroy everyone. Right. And so then he's done with this with KD multiple times. Right. Draymond has also beefed with KD. Sure. And it's interesting because he's just, Draymond was part of the, the Hampton Five who they went to recruit KD. Mm-hmm. Him... Steph Curry, Clay, and Iguodala back in 2000, wow. whatever, went out to the Hamptons to go see KD and say, hey, KD, you're a free agent. So you want to play with Hampton Five? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a gang, like a white gang. <laughs> yeah, Steph and Clay are the whitest things on there, I guess. That's not even a gang. They just shoot threes. <laughs> that's all they do. Yeah. They're assassins, actually. They're assassins. <laughs> they are. That's a good, that's a good point. Anyway, back to what you were saying. So, so, uh, so Draymond wanted KD on the team, has always liked KD on the team, but will say KD pushes him and he pushes KD. Right. This is back and forth. I have said this to people before when I was asked this. I went to some like workshop coaching uh, leadership thing yeah. for people looking to take the next step in their lives professionally and personally. This sure. was years ago. My friend told me about it. I went to it. It's one of those like wannabe Tony Robbins sessions. Sure, sure, sure. Um they sat us down in one of these circles in a small group and they were like okay what kind of people don't you trust mm. what people do you not trust mm. and people said different things for characteristics mm-hmm. i said i don't trust people who can't trust themselves mm. deep i can't i don't trust people whose emotions hijack their decisions yeah when you when you act out of emotion in a way that cause detriment and damage and it's seemingly outside of your self-control i don't trust you yeah i just don't so draymond is one of those that's people. actually very like that's reasonable yeah it's very I reasonable like it was real. Like, no one my my group leader had no response for that <laughs> like everybody else they were like i don't trust you know my boyfriend like well why don't you trust your boyfriend and then they would unpack some shit because you know he keeps beating me right well yeah maybe you should leave him yeah (laughs) everything they had to answer for i was like i don't trust people who can't trust themselves Mm. and i unpacked that and they were like okay that shit makes sense (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay fair draymond did that to kd kd was kind of pissed about it they ended up losing the game to the clippers in overtime right Afterwards, it was revealed, obviously, KD was upset that the ball was not passed to KD by Draymond at the end of that regulation time. Because KD is the assassin, he should be shooting the last shot. Right. Draymond felt like, I am an important part of this team, and who's the most likely to go out here and get a triple-double any night with 10, 10, and 10? You know I am third in the league in assists right now. If I push up the ball... You know I'm good for it. Yep. I got six seconds to make something happen. Yep. Steph's not on the floor. I will make it happen. They had this beef, but the other thing that came up that we just heard, sources say, Draymond brought up 
He called Kevin a couple names. Called him the B word. Mm-hmm. Ball hog. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a different B word probably. But then he also called into contract. Oh, it's insist- a oh, different B word. Then- he said bitch. Probably. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as, as a female, I'm yeah, just going to say it. So Do you not call people bitch? Is that not like- in the presence of our immediate environment because of because I'm actually I'm like I've never heard you say that I don't think I've I ever said heard- it one time I tell you there's one time I said it in your presence mm-hmm. about a friend of ours and your face went like ghost white and you My looked face? at yeah it went go- and you looked at me and you went like really and I said. Well, it was a joke. It was a jest right, when I was right. calling our friend this. And you were like, and I backtracked it. And you were like, yeah, good that you did that. <laughs> I really don't remember. So it was four years ago. Let's talk about this off mic because I'm fine. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not know. even, I'm not even blaming you or anything. But I just know in the culture of where we are. I mean, I say bitch we talk all the time. About, well, yeah, because you're a woman. First in of the all, concept- you know, there's a lot of things I can't do. So let me just have oh this. Oh my okay? God. <laughs> In the context of when we talk about privilege and and all that, I'm like, all right, I'll just let y'all have this. Because we don't really have the equivalent. Yeah, no. You can call a guy a dick, but that's just like part of our anatomy. That if you sit on a rock and break. Yeah, fragile. If I were to say, like, you're a vagina, it comes off differently. It has too many syllables. Right. You can say you're a pussy. You're a pussy. You could say that. You mean the strong, one that. of the most strongest, most wonderful things in, in the world? Yeah, well, yeah, sure. But if but if we were to turn, if we were to up that to the c word, ooh yeah, there's nothing, there's no equivalent. We to have that. harder <laughs> a- artillery. Yes, our we ammunition do. is harder. So anyway, so I I didn't use it. But anyway, he called him the b word, and also he said KD, and this goes back to what I just mm-hmm. said about the Hampton Five. Your contract is up at the end of the season. You don't even give a shit right. like the rest of us who've been here since day one building this. Right. You were just out basically for yourself and your money. First of all, is Draymond... Where's, it, where's the lie? Where's the lie? Draymond, is Draymond just speaking truth? Yeah. He, he, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's all he's doing. If Kevin Durant finishes his third championship here and he does a th- three-peat... Right. He has already said... I care more about getting my money this summer. Do you think he and will walk away from I'm a also team? I'm not with mad it? about that. No. Black man, get your money. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you go ahead and you get three championships and three finals MVPs, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Walk away feeling like a champion. And then you have something to prove to all these people who called you a snake. You have Still the, a snake. You got the monkey off your back with the championships. Now you just go out there and just ball. Yeah. So you don't care if you're with the Warriors. Whereas Draymond... Draymond cares so deeply no, he's about vested. the Warriors. Yeah, he's vested. So he called that into question. And you could see it. Once someone framed that for me and I saw that footage again, you can yeah, see it in KD's there face. Was another, there was another footage that someone was saying, oh, is that... They, th- they thought KD said, that's why I'm out. That's like I'm. That's why I'm going to get out. Or like mm-hmm. something like he either mouthed it or yeah. something during the game. Yeah. I didn't see the footage, so I'll have to like look KD. on it. So definitely Google it before he, you... He didn't look just mad. Because it, it, KD's face and his body language when he right. was restrained didn't look mad past the point of the first play. Right. Then he just... He looked mad and hurt. Mm. Oh, so he got he got butt hurt because he got called out for the fact that he he's really only there for the money and the championships. Let's oh, yeah. be real, we all knew that. And I don't want to say I don't think sensitivity is a problem, mm-hmm. but I think for Kevin Durant, sensitivity is a problem. Yeah, 
That makes sense. So that makes sense. that's that's what I know. And is that going to have a problem when when KD and Draymond fight on anything else about basketball between the lines? I think that's always going to be smoothed over. Right. Something didn't go right on a play. That just means our oil, our wheels aren't oiled, and that makes us look bad. We don't want to look bad, right? We want let's the same thing. Let's figure it out. Yeah. But when you off the court question, basically your loyalty and your heart and your character and your character, that is even better. Well, your honestly, integrity. You're like when people get butt hurt about things. Like we were recently just talking. We were just talking about some things earlier, some, like personal things earlier. Yeah. And essentially, when people get butt hurt about things, it's because they're feeling poked at yeah. that their character is being questioned right. that their like their integrity that who they are as like a person as a being mm-hmm. is being uh, being questioned and uh picked at mm-hmm. and that's literally what's like that 100% like his reaction makes sense yeah. like yeah. Very much, um, I don't Durant's actions make sense I don't think they're gonna get over that I don't think so either once you once those words come out of your mouth yeah KD is not KD Unless holds you have, grudges. Like, say more. He does. Does he have phantom uh, Twitter accounts that he fights with, uh, yeah. or you know, fights with teenagers on? <laughs> he was fifteen. He's growing up quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel. Yeah, I feel like Katie will never forget that. Yeah. And I don't think Draymond will apologize for that. Yeah. He doesn't need to. No. He didn't have to. Because again, sometimes the truth hurts. Mm-hmm. The truth is the truth. You, you know? know the truth by the way it feels. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. That was in the IRE. That yeah, was No, I know, but it was just like, I wish I had that in my noggin for earlier tonight when I needed it. Oh, no. <laughs> to, uh, tell, to tell somebody else. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking back to that. Yeah. What you, yeah. yeah anyway. So anyway, the, um, forget, so yeah, that's where that stands. And so that's why Draymond was suspended for t- a detrimental behavior. Yeah. I mean, that's, I didn't realize that was a thing that people did. It's interesting that the team made that choice. Yeah. Like, what does that say about the team? Like, where their loyalties are? Or, I don't know. As the organization, yeah. you have to... Recognizing mm. you are going to pay KD this summer. Are they? Is KD going to accept it? Maybe. You, you're going to try and pay Steph, KD, and then see what you can do for Clay And Draymond, if anything... Psh, Draymond's the man. He's on the way out. We'll figure it out. Like, if I don't have Draymond, we'll figure it out. Um, then, yeah, you have to suspend him. Right. He's volatile, and he triggered your number one free agent. So. We'll see. We'll know. see what, what comes of it. Um, Clay thinks that it's going to be, like, blown over. Like, I think he used a reference of a ponytail. Like, it's going it to look back at it like it's a ponytail or something. Something like that. That was, sounds like my dope person from last week. Yeah, sounds Clay, like Clay. Clay Thompson. Yeah, sounds like him. Words of wisdom. <laughs> well, I hope they... I think... I am, I'm not going to lie. That team was getting boring as F to like watch because yes. it was just like bucket after bucket, win after win. So this kind of like... I don't want turmoil for teams like this, but at least it makes it a little interesting and entertaining I for mean, us. It's They ruined the league. <laughs> I mean, KD ruined the league. Kevin Durant ruined the league. Yeah. Let's... Let's call a spade a spade. I love I love Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I Clay's one of my favorites. Yeah, and if they Draymond just kept it as is awesome. if they just kept it as those three, mm-hmm. not a problem. With the Splash Brothers and Draymond, keep it moving. Right. Why did Katie have to go there? And then why did Boogie go there? What the Well, Boogie, what? 
Boogie's kind of funny. No, Boogie's just like, I'm going to get a ring out of this. Boogie's, Boogie, <laughs> I can't even be mad at Boogie. <laughs> but I'm a little mad. Cause I'm like, a little all, mad. All the places. I'm a little mad, but knowing, <laughs> knowing, here's why I'm not as mad at Boogie. Okay. Because Boogie knew he would piss people off. Oh, for, and he did and he it did on purpose. He did it as a troll. 100% right. as a He's troll. like, you guys want to... You want to see what I'm going And he also, he was coming off of an amazing year that, yeah. that he got sidelined by that really damaging career-ending injury. Yeah. So everyone started undervaluing him. He's right. like, listen, you guys aren't going to pay me what I'm worth. I'm going to prove everyone wrong and not just wrong. Oh, you're gonna I'm hate gonna this. I'm gonna be petty. <laughs> real petty. Ooh, and, real it, petty. and he took a what, like a two million dollar contract. It was like two point five, I think. Yeah. yeah, you were like, you're looking at the cap that the Warriors have. You're like, they can't afford to pay anyone. And he's like, that's okay. They don't need to pay me anything. <laughs> just like, I'll figure it out. I, I've, you know, I've been really good with my money. I've, I've invested. I've saved. That that two point five will be fine. I got we'll a Roth IRA. I, <laughs> I got life insurance. It'll be good. We'll be good. He's. I think his was kind of funny because he knew what effect it would have. The problem I have with KD, and this is a problem I have with people in general, mm-hmm. and this is a realization I came to this week. It means a lot when you acknowledge why other people might be upset. Yeah. When if you're if you if you don't like that people are upset at you, it goes a long way. You can disagree with and say your piece, what you will, but it goes a long way to acknowledge why they might be upset and put words to that Mm, yeah to not invalidate those feelings it takes a lot of uh emotional intelligence to think outside of yourself and be like i can understand why this person may not like me or be upset with me about something i'm still i'm gonna still do me and do what i want to do but i can understand why they feel that way yeah you're right over two years later for kevin Durant to be like i don't understand why everyone's upset yeah, why is everyone over yet? Because you ruined the league. I just want you to understand. I want you to show me that your brain still functions, and that your heart and brain have some kind of connection and symbiote. I don't. Also, I don't understand why we call it the heart. What do you mean? Those feelings of like compassion and love and care. Yeah. That still comes from the brain. But you feel it here, though. Do I? Yes. You motion I, towards your chest. I don't feel it in my chest. Like I definitely feel it in my head. So, okay. So, we've established how much you love Wrigley. Yeah. And you said to me last week that if anything happened to Wrigley, that I would have to console you. Yeah. I mean, that's your job. It's, and weirdly, I know that that's something I would do. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I'm such a loving friend, but I will... Forget my as, own feelings. As someone who has selflessly seen Wrigley once a week for <laughs> several years, Two years now, at least, yeah, yeah, um, I, I have not fed him. I have not none of those things. You've I don't never, think I've ever taken a walk. You with, walked with alongside him. Yes, but, I've never, but I've never picked up his his uh, defecation. No, you never cleaned his dingleberries. But I think it's worth noting that I've been present. You, you've absolutely again. First of all. You've been a wonderful uncle to your nephew. Mm-hmm. Wonderful mm-hmm. uncle to your nephew. And for that, I think you should be by my side <laughs> to help me through this difficult time. Right. And when this, that happens. When that happens. It's going to be like 20 years from now. Right. But it'll happen at one point and we'll have to deal with it. Dog pounds. <laughs> Dog pounds. With that being said, like, it's, like I know like when if anything happens to someone I love or if I have a feeling of like any like intense emotion... 
like anger, sadness, happiness, right. joy, whatever. Constipation. Constipation, I feel mostly on my butt. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, not in my That's chest. not a feeling? <laughs> like, Sometimes. <laughs> you, have, you have constipation <laughs> feelings in your heart? <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> Uh, the title, of, the title of this podcast is going to be constipation Alice, of the heart. Alice, what are you? Tell me what you're feeling right now. I can't tell if it's sadness or constipation. <laughs> is that a feeling? Usually, constipation you feel it in your tummy and your butt, <laughs> buddy. Uh, we need you to go to the doctor. Uh, but my like, my I, EQ is so high. <laughs> it's so high, but I usually feel it like right in my chest. <laughs> He's you're losing it. Oh my god, sir. You are losing it. We have a podcast to finish. I just, I just thought of if someone said or if I was watching a movie with someone and they're just like really feeling it. Yeah, really into it's it. It's like a heartfelt scene and I have this look on my face where I look like I'm about to cry, but instead I belch. <laughs> like, oh, I thought I was gonna cry, but it was just gas. I will say gas is very uncomfortable. So. Oh my God, we're just getting silly. Jeez. Right. But anyway, but like I always feel that in like my chest. I feel it like right right here, like at the top of my chest. Above my boobs. It's triggered by the brain. I'm not saying it's not triggered by the brain, but I like my physical body reacts. Like emotion has a physical reaction too. Right. So like my, I know for me when I'm angry, Actually, oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten angry in a long time, so that's actually a really good thing. I'm very proud of myself. Good job, Bri. Therapy's working. Um, hey, did I tell you on the way here, I ran into Michael B. Jordan? He was downstairs outside the deli, but I told him I have to go record a podcast, so I'll have to talk later. I know Plus, I heard you with Nikki now, so I don't even... I know you're trying to make me mad, but if that's true, I will kill you. <laughs> I will kill you with my bare hands. <laughs> We'll do it, and this podcast will be proof that I did it. <laughs> Actually, I hope that never happens. I know you're joking with me, and you're trying to get me angry. <laughs> you asshole. Am I? I don't know. I'm. You, I'm like tearing up. Michael Jordan. It was. It was either Michael B or Michael Jordan. I can't remember. Well, if it was if Michael it was Jordan, I'd, I'd be like, "That's fine." Like I've met him before. It's not a big deal. But if it was Michael Jordan, if it was Michael B. Jordan, I'm legit crying. Ah, Alex Merchant. Anyway, okay, where do you feel that right now? Um, here, like in the top of your chest, yeah. Your throat. Okay, uh huh. <laughs> Michael has that effect on people. I mean, have you seen that man? Yeah, he is so fine. <laughs> my not, God, he's not Idris Elba. No, absolutely. That's why he's my number two and three. Two and three. Well, it's like it's like Jesse Williams and him. It's he's two. Oh, okay. Two. Like he's two. Jesse is. If Jesse was like Jesse, I just I'm so like attracted to his brain. Mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. Like he's just so smart mm-hmm. that I is so. He might be on that cover one day. The fact that he hasn't been is like weird to me too. Is it really between him and Michael B? Like they There's both. No need way. To... Do you you saw the electoral college? Right, last you're right. Year, right. You know what? You're right. You can't put Jesse on that cover. <laughs> <laughs> Look who they're. He's co- too ethnic looking. Yeah. Look, you need to be black or white. You, you can't, can't have an opinion <laughs> on this. You can't have a strong stance on social justice. You can't. You can't have opinions, please. No. Um Wait, back to what we were saying. What were we saying? We were talking about um, emotions where you feel them, brain, heart, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, at least with the whole like Draymond KD thing, it it, it KD was butthurt. And so mm-hmm. we'll see what, what comes of all of that. It hurts. When it hits someone in your heart, it's, yeah. some, it's a harder thing to get over. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about like, I had maybe like 
two really difficult breakups. And the first one was difficult because, I mean, he was just not a good person. But when I called him on those things, Mm -hmm. I think he had a difficult time, like, breaking that up, like, being okay with the breakup because I called him, like, to his heart of, like, this is what you're doing to me. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, I'm not going to continue on this unhealthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And, like, that, like, and that's why it took forever for him to get over it. Still hasn't really gotten over it. Oh, yeah, because you, oh, man. Because the truth was a, a... character flaw that went deep yeah mm-hmm. and and it wasn't like it was all his fault and i had nothing to do with it of course i had i'm it takes two to it like draymond is not innocent in this neither is kd right like so it takes two people to have a disagreement and there are faults i'm sure on both sides um but one may be more justified than the other hmm. like i agree with what everything draymond said if if allegedly that's what he said i agree with it 100 percent yeah, I'm trying to think of it, in that situation who's right and who's wrong. I mean, Draymond's wrong for what he said. Yeah, it's it's the tact. Like he didn't have tact in having right. this conversation. But is KD wrong for assuming that Draymond should have passed him the ball? Exactly. Uh, is that, like, do we we pass the ball to Draymond or to or to Steph, right, or to Clay? Like those are our any f- one of these four people. <laughs> But I feel like KD was assuming that Draymond didn't have the right to have those six seconds. And that seems like it's a, it's a internal issue that Kerr has to manage. Well, good luck, Steve. I'll let you figure it out. Yeah. That's why they pay you the money. Yeah, no, I mean, there's that. Mm-hmm. What else is happening? There's a couple of oh, just a couple more things. Lakers. What's going on with them? They're back to 500. You mentioned it earlier. LeBron said, I knew what I was getting myself into. It's going to take a second. It's taken 12 games. And it, you know, it was a hard 12 games. Yep. He's got 70 more games left. What I'm saying is, Magic Johnson, cool the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is, you're sweating my man Luke over 12 games. You got this team to 500. I understand the coaching staff is not as experienced as Magic would like. Sure. But for what we have, let's let's not care too much about the coaching staff. Right. Because as we have seen, the Warriors are rolling everybody this year. Right. So just deal with what you have and let LeBron James steer the Corvette. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So they're at 500, which it. means they, have, they had six wins and six losses last time we checked. That's good. That's good. We're good. LeBron's like, okay. It's, it's somewhere. We're, it, we're going somewhere. And they got that Tyson Chandler move. Yo. And that paid off. That it is paying it off. It paid off already. Right. That Tyson's he, always been oh. reliable in what he does. So Mr. Clutch. I'm into that. And I think the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad I think you do as well, is the Rockets. So the Rockets recently state, stated that Mello wasn't playing for whatever reason. Due to injury? No. Illness. Illness. It was illness, not injury. And there was rumors unofficially that, you know, the Rockets are talking about maybe you're, this is not the right fit for you, Mello. Mm. Um, and one, I wasn't surprised by it because I always I always joke about how Mello is bad juju. Right. Like, I, I, and I've always said this even in his Knicks days. Right. That's true. So uh, so there is that piece. Right. But I also like I, I, upon reflection, I'm just like, mm, Rockets, you're not doing amazing. And that's not Mello's fault. No. 
So why, like, it's not okay to put that on a person who isn't even, it's not his fault, period. So what the fuck? What's happening? (sighs) I don't know. I mean, it's hard because he's not the mellow that we used to see. Absolutely not. He's he's... coming off the bench. So he's kind of butthurt about that. Well, he accepted that though. Right. But he still looked butthurt about it on the court. He doesn't look like himself at all no. on the court. Yeah, self-esteem-wise, he's taking yeah. hits. It's a, it's a blow. I don't know. what. Sorry, he's, that was... Your dog's dreaming. <laughs> was he moving his legs? No. Okay, so he's just got gas. Oh. <laughs> um, it, did you smell it? No. Okay. Because <laughs> it's usually... It's like he belched. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, I, I don't... I'm so sad about Mello because... Me too. I'm not okay with by that. By all accounts... I really thought about it the last couple days. I spent more time thinking about this than things that probably are more productive. Just because you and I, in 2003, right. LeBron got drafted in number in number one. Mm-hmm. Number two was Darko Militich, mm-hmm. bust of the century. Yeah, I was going to say, who that? <laughs> where he's back in Serbia. <laughs> and um, number three was Carmelo Anthony. Yep. And the whole talk around that draft was LeBron and Carmelo. Yeah. And these were the two careers. These are that the were, guys that you need to these, look for. Yeah. Look, you know, Carmelo had just come off winning a championship, a national championship as a freshman Syracuse. for Syracuse. Yep. He was the number one selling jersey in the country for college basketball. He was dominant. Yep. For Jim Beheim and the Orangemen. And then he came to Denver, and he caused noise right from the beginning. Guy was, was a lit. ruckus, just like really great player. To watch his career stay stagnant, mm-hmm. it's he really has sad. Always been a score, shot maker. That was all he did. Right. He assists, rebounds. They could happen. But they weren't his primary focus. Right. And he didn't pass. He didn't facilitate. All he did was put the ball in the bucket. And now, he just, the game changed. Yeah. The whole, like, the game that we knew in 2003 right. is a very different game that we are playing in 2018. In he, 2019. He was coming into the league with an Iverson, McGrady, yeah. Bryant kind of mentality. Right. You just attack. Yep. And, it, and Vince Carter too. Amazing that Vince Carter's still in the league because Vince has accepted. He's, a a, role. he's always he's always been an adaptable player. Vince has always oh, been a player that's like, what does my team need? Okay, I will be that for that team. He's he was been that he way. was touted as the next Michael Jordan. Yeah, and then he moved out of that seamlessly to, I'm going to help Jason Kidd in the Nets. Yep. To God, I, remember the Jason Kidd in the Nets, the New Jersey Nets. Yeah, yeah. Before they were the Brooklyn Nets. When they traded, <sighs> when he when he went from Toronto to play to New Jersey, he changed his game a little bit. He was still scoring at a high level, right. but he was doing it within a team context. Then he went to the Magic, scored a little less, but he was there to compliment Dwight Howard. Then he moved. He's with Atlanta now as the oldest player in the league. He's been in the league for twenty years. Yep. LeBron James the other day said, "What's up, young fella?" <laughs> but actually. <laughs> Youth at heart, I'm telling you. He, like, I love, and that's what they asked Vince. Like, when are you going to retire? Vince said, I love playing basketball. Mm. And, and like, talk about, like, the kind of person you want to be. That, like, to have a hobby and a love. It's not even a hobby. A career that you're like, I don't want to ever retire. This, I love this. This is amazing. He plays with 19-year-olds. Mm-hmm. This dude's almost 40. I, I barely can hang out with, like, 
28-year-olds. I, you feel me? <laughs> you feel me? It's almost... I'm, I'm saying that as offense to the 28-year-olds that I do hang out with sometimes. It's, yo, <laughs> as a 32-year-old, there's a difference. I'm like, Just holy kidding, moly. I love you guys. <laughs> no, I love everybody, but I'm still like, holy man. Holy moly, you guys are difficult. Did I think about that at 27? Um, this guy... I'm sure I did. <laughs> I did. know I did. I, I remember Vegas. <laughs> so... So, uh, but it's interesting to see how Vince can score eight points a game Yeah, when he used to score 30 and feel fine about it because he loves coming off the bench and supporting his teammates. Right. Versus Carmelo last year. Hey, Carmelo, are you fine accepting a role off the bench? Get fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you say I got to come off the bench. I ain't coming off the bench. I ain't doing that. And what is he doing this year? Coming off the bench. Right. But and now they're blaming him for stuff and letting him. I don't think it's that they're blaming him. I think it's, it's a cop out. It's a cop out. What you got? I mean, looking at the num, the Rockets above all other organizations, right? Are data analytic driven, right? They look at numbers, right? The plus minus of this team when Melo is on the floor is negative eleven. Oh, you know this. I did not know this. I only learned this recently. Uh huh. When he's on the floor. Oh, sorry. When he's off the floor, they're not that good. Hmm. When he's on the floor, they're worse. Mm. So it's them by a game of attrition cutting off anything that doesn't make them better. Interesting. I don't think he. Uh, I think he's still got life, but a lot of people around the league, including ex players, McGrady, uh, who is the other player who said that? It was Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. Somebody else said it. They said he should retire. I think so too. They think this should be his last. This, not just this year, like Dwayne Wade going out, but this moment, like right now. Just be done. Just go away. But you know, I know he he's a prideful dude, just like any person would be. I wouldn't want to go out like that. I want to go out like if I'm going to go out, I want to go out in a fairy tale. I want to go out and like people, you know. Singing, my, like I want to play, you know, in Madison Square Garden, have the Knicks fans like cheer on, cheer me on because I was part of that team forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get it, but it's, I mean, it doesn't look great. But also, players are players are also saying, current and former, like this is not like this is not fair. Like as far right. as like this is not a fair cop out to be giving. This is is a cop out to mm-hmm. be saying like this is Mello's fault. It's not. Yet you need better team mates in general. They tried so hard to get him for two years. Mm-hmm. And now they have him. They don't want 12, it. 12 games. They're like, nah. Yeah. 12. There must be something behind the scenes. Bad Something's enough. Something's going on, yeah. Bad enough that they feel like 12 games is enough of a sample size. Yeah. Like, if it was just bad shooting and on-court performance. Yeah. You'd maybe wait till game 25 to 30. Yeah. But... Game 12, Daryl Morey and his people are saying, that's enough. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I heard uh, someone, a reporter, asked Mike D'Antoni the other day, the coach. uh, I wonder if it's... Because they didn't get along in New York. Some of the current players are alluding to that grudge. Really, some current so players intri- think the intrigue that <laughs> Mike D'Antoni left New York, and good part because Carmelo and he didn't get along. Sure, 
Now that Carmelo's back, that's, and that's not like rocket science news. Like this is no, this is, everybody knew about that. And now that Carmelo's back in Houston, they think first thing was to humble him and put him on the bench. Right. Next thing is to make him a scapegoat, ruin his career. Man, that sucks. As much as I like joke about him being bad juju, that's like I would never want a player to go out like that. That sucks. I don't think Mike D'Antoni gives two dead flies about that kind of vengeful pride. I don't think so either. I don't think he's the kind... As the guy who's worked with USA Basketball mm -hmm. and Melo and those teams... Melo is the number one scoring player in USA Basketball history. Mike D'Antoni has coached him on that team multiple times. And Mike D'Antoni did great in Phoenix. He's done fine in Houston already just last season. Right. He's got enough of a cachet behind him that he doesn't need to worry about how he doesn't have anything against Mello he has to like right. get over on. Yeah. It's like his life seems like it's going fine without it, it doesn't go to I don't think he went to bed at night before the season going like, yeah, my life is great. I'm making a ton of money. My team is winning. We were the best record in the league last right. year. We were one minute away from going to the finals to right. beat those Warriors. But you know, if I could just stick it to Melo. Yeah, I don't think that's what he's thinking. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, well, we don't know, right? Maybe it is. I, I just don't think that's in were, him, but... The reporter was asking Mike D'Antoni a question the other day, uh, but Mike coughed. He's like, <coughs> just like that. And he goes, Coach, you getting that illness that's... Uh, Mellow's guys, he goes, yeah, it's going around, and wow. and you're not funny. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, man, basketball was was very uh, exciting this past week. Yeah. Lots of things happening. I just want to things. point out with the stats, what is interesting: the Eastern Conference now, mm-hmm. the top of the Eastern Conference consists of the Raptors, the Raptors, Bucks, Sixers, Pacers, Celtics. Mm. The top of the West consists of the Warriors, Blazers, Nuggets, Clippers, Thunder. Wow. I would say that the East right now looks more competitive than the West. It does. And at the bottom of the West, if the playoffs started today, these are the teams that would not make it. Mm -hmm. Let's say it. The Utah Jazz. Okay. The Los Angeles Lakers. The New Orleans Pelicans. Houston Rockets. Oh, Lord. And then the suspects, Dallas, Minnesota, Phoenix. Oh. Why Why Sacramento is up here in the top eight beats me. <laughs> but I'm proud of them. Hey, keep I'm going, Sacktown. All right. Let us keep this going and do our dope people of the week. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, it is time to talk about our dope people of the week, one of my favorite segments of our podcast. Merch, it's your turn. You're you're the first one up. Thank you. I am going with today. If I had to choose an MVP for the National Basketball Association. Okay, okay, okay. Most okay. a most valuable of players. Okay. We can talk about the meaning of that later, but continue. Yes. I would choose it's tough it's tough absolutely Steph Curry is doing a great job right he's now he's definitely in he's the resting running. up but he's resting up but his numbers look really good Got however it. if you took Curry off that team they would still be okay I think if you took Joel Embiid off the Sixers 
it would be a different story. Sure. Joel Embiid is my dope person this week. Oh, wow. Because at the okay. beginning of the season, he said he wanted to be and could be the MVP of the league this year. Okay. And I'll be damned if this guy's numbers don't look like it. Honestly, that's a very that's a very D Rose thing because that's what D Rose did the year that he shoot got. Your shot. He's like when he got his MVP, he's like, why can't I? Don't, I, I be why the can't MVP? I be the, the MVP? So what if I'm like 15 years old? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if I'm if I got the MVP over LeBron James. I mean, I don't care if I don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. Anyway, back um, to what you were saying. So Joel, he's, Joel Embiid is averaging like 27 and 14 rebounds. Wow. Points and rebounds. Nuts. What? Sorry, Nuts. I just like put those like you just said those numbers. And I was like, yeah, that's a lot. No, that is a lot. That's as it's a nuts amount of wow. numbers. So I'm so I thought about. I was like, okay, Joel, let me let me look into this character since Jimmy Butler is going to be playing with you, and he, you know, yeah, yeah. he's going to have to figure out. We, we're seeing like where he sits yeah, in all of this. We're yeah. figuring you out as a person. So let me learn more about Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. So here. Is an article by Complex Magazine. Love the magazine. Uh, February twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen. Okay, so, so it's a little old. Okay, it's okay. little dated. Sure, sure. I'm just sure, gonna sure, say sure. it's over a year. Yes, that's how dates work. So <laughs> take that into account when I read some of these things. Maybe some things have changed. Sure. So uh, here's an article. Uh, here's what Complex said. Uh, Embiid. These are eighteen things. I'll go through them quickly. Embiid will try to slide into your girl's DMs. I mean, he sh- he tried to shoot a shot with Rihanna. Facts. So. <laughs> this dude has has DM'd more gals on Twitter and I'm just Instagram. Saying, Joel, you have not DM'd me, and I'm cute as f. He, I feel like whenever he's not playing basketball, he is working on DMs. <laughs> I can't. So anyway, there's some examples here. He DM'd Kim Kardashian before he supposedly knew that she was married to Kanye West. I was about to say, I'm like, did he? Was he living under a rock? I mean, apparently. even you knew that. Apparently. And you actually live under Good a rock. Good sir. <laughs> apparently, he apologized. Um, he tried. What a... What a goof. <laughs> he is a Robin Hood at heart. Um, he tried to recruit LeBron James to join the Sixers. Yes. This but, much we know. Yes. He said, to, he said to trust the process. Yeah. Several times. Mm-hmm. Um, he desperately wants to date Rihanna. Yep. He has... But then he said, forget it. And then he's like, but I still love you. But I still love you. He came up with the hashtag Joanna. I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah, this guy. Um, shoot your shot. He fell in love with basketball after watching the Lakers when they played like the Celtics. Lakers? Oh, okay, okay. That, that Kobe, Kobe Garnett mm-hmm. got it, got matchup. It. That's when he said, huh, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, he started playing organized basketball at the age of 16. Wow, that's kind of late. Very late. Yeah. He, up to that point, was playing soccer and volleyball. Okay. In his native Cameroon. Yes. His father wanted him to play volleyball. I could see him being a good volleyball player with yeah. his height. And, yeah. He said, son, you got a future in volleyball. He said, eh, I don't know about that. See, I'm going to make multi-millions of dollars yeah. doing basketball. He eventually allowed Joel to play basketball and agreed that the chance to send him to the USA and hoop it up would also provide him an education. Mm. It was like, if I send you over there... You can also get some schooling. Yeah. So he went to the University of Kansas, uh, where he told people, there's another fact, that he killed a lion. 
Did he actually do that? No. Okay. Just He said he killed a lion at the age of six. Yeah, of course. He definitely and didn't do that. He said, I did that because people in the United States Are and dumb. around the world don't give a shit about Africa and think Africa that we're running. one whole country. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, he thinks people continent. from this continent are running around killing lions with spears. <laughs> and so I just told them that at six years old, I killed a lion to become a man. And people believe me, and I just ran with that shit until they got the point. That you're actually racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, in his in his basketball young person's mind, that was the best way for him to show the, their racist right. views. So anyway, he also discovered Luke Imba. He was discovered by Luke Imba Amute, mm-hmm. former rocket. Yeah. I actually don't know where he went. Um, Luke Imba Amute is a native Cameroon, mm-hmm. and so he was there, saw Joel, was like, yo, you, you took him to South Africa, did right. some work with him there. He was like, this guy's good. Um, Joel doesn't know how to drive a car. Okay. He tried several times during his freshman year of college. He got too scared behind the wheel. He never figured it out. Wow. I was going to call him a word, but that's not nice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Joel loves Shirley Temples. Oh, it's cute. His, it's his favorite drink. Okay, okay. Uh, one of his Some favorite... Grenadine and Sprite? All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of his favorite uh, TV shows is Vampire Diaries. He is a complex man. <laughs> yes. This is complex, the article. So it's fine. It fits. He uh, he seriously thought about quitting basketball in 2015, 2016. Ooh. He had so many injuries the first two and a half years. Yep. Tr- hashtag trust the process. Mm-hmm. Trying to get him back to healthy. Yeah. And his brother got killed the year before and with all that stuff oh, going God, on at home, terrible. he seriously thought about packing it up, going back to Cameroon, and figuring yeah. life out. Glad he didn't. He's he's an enjoyable character in the NBA. And he, it gives me a lot of insight. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, he took s- some of his performance cues from Triple H, the WWE I was star. I like, just making sure it's WWE. Wow, yep. okay. And he created a fake Donald Trump account uh, that he tweeted from to support his candidacy for the 2017 All-Star Game. <laughs> wow. Uh, Joel will kill your pet snake as he uh, would threaten to Robert Covington, former teammate who just got traded mm-hmm. to the Timberwolves. He, Robert Covington has a pet snake. He said, if you ever bring that thing near me, I will kill it. I promise you. Yeah, I would too. Snakes are not... Stakes are not, mm, nope. Joel believes that if he were not playing basketball, he would be on the Cameroon national soccer team and doing very well at it. Probably. And um, and the last one, the last one, with a little bit of help from D'Angelo Russell, uh, Brooklyn Net yeah. point guard, Rick Ross helped uh, Joel learn English. Really? Rick Ross, like the rapper? The rapper. Joel Embiid. Wait, Rick f- Ross, the rapper who barely can speak English. He didn't help him directly. <laughs> I was saying, like, he didn't give him like hooked on phonics. <laughs> like, like, wait, what? <laughs> Joel came to the University of Kansas not speaking great English. Sure. And Joe uh, D'Angelo said, you know, he was like okay mm-hmm. with English, but it was still like uncertain. But he would just listen to a lot of Rick Ross, and so if if he wasn't too sure about his English, you could count on a Rick Ross quote coming out. But that's funny. <laughs> Right. And it was like Rick Ross who could barely speak English or something. Oh, uh, which, which 
<laughs> I'm just thinking of room 222. That's all I got. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just remember 222. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. Um, and I could read the stats and the bios and stuff right. of Joel. But more importantly, I think it's interesting, uh, these aspects to his character and his yeah. personality. Joel Super cool. Super, super cool. So my dope person this week is none other than Michelle LaVon Robinson Obama. Um, she, for those of you who don't know, is our forever first lady. Uh, Michelle Obama, wife of Barack Hussein Obama, mother of Sasha and Malia Obama. Oh, I love them. Um, Such a great family. She is an American lawyer, university administrator, and writer who has served as the First Lady of the United States from 2009 to 2017. For Again, for those who don't know. Hmm. Um, she was uh, raised in the south side of Chicago, so she's my sister. And in as a Chicagoan, Um, she went. uh, She's a graduate of Princeton University for her undergrad, and she went to Harvard Law School, um, where she eventually met Barry. Barry, who she thought was trifling at first. Her Uh, words. Her words at first. I don't know how to drive a car. Because you know, you know what he said. You know what she said. She's like, you know, I'm suspect of you when a bunch of white people like you. Like when all these white people think you're a cool black guy. I uh, got a lot of white friends. <laughs> and I think I'm pretty cool. Yep. Your Barack is so good. My God. Anyway. We're um, going golfing this weekend. Um, he, she also served as a dean of student services at the University of Chicago, uh, where I used to work with her mm. when I used to work oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah. I she didn't was know in this, that. Yeah. Just for a little bit. So before the campaign and everything kind of began. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, she the reason why she is my dope person of the week is because she just released her new book. Um, it is called Becoming. Becoming. Um, I got it. I'm so excited to see her in December here in New York City. Um, she already she started her book tour in Chicago. Of course, Chicago Girl is going to start in Chicago. Um, and Oprah was the interviewer for that. Um, and I just think it's wonderful because in this book, she is incredibly raw and real about what she experienced she specifically talked about miscarriages that she had wait before the white house before this is before she had sasha and malia that they struggled to have kids um and had miscarriages and all these different things and i think as someone who personally has gone through like things with her reproductive system i've had surgery i've take pills i do you know the birth control pill things like that I feel like oftentimes women are shamed to not talk about these things because, you know, you should just have working, working tools in your, in your insides. Like that's expected of you. Um, but I think it's super cool that she's just honestly talking about, she honestly talked about her marijuana use. Oh, what? And she, and, uh, Robin Roberts on Good Morning America was like, you know, you didn't have to add that. Like you're, I mean, you're, you're the first lady of the United States you don't have to like talk about it that's like a controversial thing to talk about she's like Robin it's a thing that happens like people Robin say, Roberts said that yeah it was just like the way that he she was mentioning it's like you know you could make this book be like whatever like you didn't have to share all of it she was talking about marijuana she wasn't pregnancy admi- struggles all these different things she wasn't admonishing her no for no no not okay. at all she was okay. just more just like you, you, you didn't have to add that to the list right like you didn't have to do that um 
But anyway, I think it's dope that she's normalizing some of the experiences that she's had, making it more comfortable for women and young people to talk about their experiences with drugs, their experiences with their reproductive system, their experiences in dating and love and all these different things. So for that, Michelle, thank you. You are forever my first lady. You are incredibly Mm. dope. Always and forever. Absolutely. Thank you for being who you are. I don't know. Why can't you come back? I mean... It doesn't even need to... Just, there's a lot of feelings I have. But anyway. Oh, that's great. I'll have to read that book. I have it. So let me know when you want to when you want to read it. I just got it yesterday and I'm already starting. So Dice. I'll be done with it this weekend for sure. All right. So that is the end of our episode. Be sure to continue to check us out on our social media platforms at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Dabblin Dribblin. And make sure you're you know following subscribing commenting liking rating us on uh wherever you listen to your podcasts stitcher soundcloud apple podcasts nice anything else any last words for for the peeps somebody give mellow a job (laughs) well with that be dope and we'll catch you later see ya